2: Of radio pre-roll time the cheers to comics podcast is proudly brought to you by inked marketing solutions and uh i actually don't have an individual inked marketing solutions project to promote on this here pre-roll now i want to tell you a little bit about uh, inked marketing in just a little more detail what they actually do um, well, uh, in in a time of uh, uh, the kickstarters, uh, this, this is the Kickstarter age, no doubt about it. Um, there's, uh, I've seen it happen way too many times. Uh, the big books that should be great don't know how to actually do the, uh, I don't know, the the boring shit when it comes to putting on a, a Kickstarter, and that's where inked marketing comes in. Uh, they do all the important boring shit. Uh you make the comic, ink marketing makes sure that it gets funded is what it comes down to. Uh it's a an advertising signal boosting uh juggernaut. The uh the success rate is just <laughs> it's hard to match, man. It's hard to match. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but as somebody that follows all of these uh these campaigns and everything. As long as you follow Inked Marketing's uh uh the, the individualized program, and that's the cool thing. It's not like it's everybody gets, you, you do it this way and you get that. No, uh, Kevin, the man behind it all, he sits down with you, and it, 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 it's a real-life conversation. You know, it's a very personal situation, and, you know, he says, okay, well, you want to get out of this, this is what I feel is reasonable, and then it's... Uh, I guess the, the man, he's a marketing expert. That's what he does. Um, so he's taking his expertise to the Kickstarter and Indiegogo. It's really just a crowdfunded community, and uh, he's he's doing amazing things. So, um, yeah, and, and it, with all of these pre-rolls, if you've ever listened to this podcast before, you hear me talk about Inked Marketing and, you know, the, uh, more so the projects that they promote, I I, I feel that you really need to know who inked marketing is, uh, early. Get in on the ground floor. And, you know, if you're a creator listening to this right now, uh, just search inked marketing solutions, and if you can't find them for whatever reason, um, you should be able to find them. Then, you know where to find me, at cheers to comics anywhere, just, yeah, get a hold of me, and I will put you in touch with the right person to, uh, to get your, your, uh, campaign funded. So, There you go. Uh, Inked Marketing Solutions, people. Get some. back to the Cheers to Comics Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 341. The 341st episode of the Cheers to Comics Podcast will be a creator corner. And the creators that I cornered on this heel episode, well, they're the creators of a book that you will know called Bardic Verses. Uh, none other than Matt Sumno and Pete Collins, the writer and artist behind this creation. Um, uh, it will be on Kickstarter here very soon, very, very soon, within the, uh, next week or so, I believe. What, when is this? What what month is this? Within the next two weeks, I believe. Um, early September. So, I, I, I wanted, I wanted to get the word on, on this soon. Um, I, I, (laughs) early, earlier than I usually do. Um, uh, and you'll hear me talk about this in the podcast. It, it wasn't something that I would initially be drawn to, but, um, given some, and I, once again, I'm going to get into more detail in the, in, in the, uh, in the interview here. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I was, I was swayed, and because of that, um, I gotta, I, I gotta make sure other people know, know about this book, so, um, yeah, man, fucking, Matt Matt Simno. Pete Collins, you know, but before, before I get into this interview, before I get into this interview, you know I got to tell you about my newest sponsor and affiliate, Nerds Forever. That's uh, 307NerdsForever.com, the number four. If you're uh, looking for the just the best in quality customer service when it comes to uh, getting comics, we all know that that's... Uh, Customer service and comic books don't always go hand in hand, unfortunately. Uh, that's uh, that's sad. That's sad. But my boy Tarl, over at Nerds Forever, he he spits on that notion. No, um, he, that, that's probably the only thing that's rude about Tarl is how he feels about being rude to comic book patrons. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't like that. Um, so he he goes the opposite route and he just delivers the ultimate in customer service. He he really does. I wouldn't affiliate with the podcast that's not even my LCS if I didn't truly believe in nerds forever. And and it's not just an internet store, people. Um if you just so happen to be passing by in Newcastle, Wyoming, uh then uh yeah, check out the brick and mortar as well. Uh, once again, it's nerds forever. And also, if you're uh, um, you're wanting to start up a poll list, um, you know you're more than welcome to do that with him. Uh, he 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 will accommodate. But um, you can also uh, purchase books from him through social media as well. He offers up uh, um, occasional sales. Well, I guess not occasional, weekly sales. On new books as well, and um, also offers up a, uh, a discount if you pre order his books. So, yeah, get in on that, people. Once again, Nerds Forever, the number four. Check them out. And now, without any further ado, I bring to you the creators behind Bardic Verses, coming soon to Kickstarter Matt Sumno and Pete Collins. All right. Matt and Pete, how are you, fellas? Good, man. How are you? I'm great. Good. I'm great, Pete. You're good? You're good, Pete? Yeah, I'm good enough for a Monday, man. Right on, man. <laughs> right on. I, I know this. I'm going to immediately steer this thing off the off the hinges here. This is a podcast. We don't usually use this video, but I'm seeing your background, your your Iron Man mask, Um if oh, I yeah. were to turn the camera in just about any other direction of where I'm at, you'd see plenty of Iron Man masks and memorabilia <laughs> and stuff. So I already know we're gonna we're gonna be clicking, brother. Um, I, I'm excited awesome. about this, guys. We we got a we got a Kickstarter book to talk about and promote. Uh, the bardic verses. Am I right? Is That's it, is correct. the correct. Verses or the bardic verses?
1: It's the bardic verses. The
2: bardic verses, right on. But before we get into the 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 meat of your purpose on the show we gotta we gotta validate who you guys are a little bit right we gotta give the origin stories like all great comic book books have all new characters have so why not the new creators so um yeah man let's let's start with you Matt you are the uh the writer behind this book correct
1: yeah I'm the writer um I have been doing comics for the better part of over 10 years at this um, I started with a little like self-published one-shot uh that sort of brought me to the dance, uh, got me uh you know recognized by a, a publisher and I got picked up. So I I sent that that one shot as kind of like my resume to a, a new publisher that was looking for writers. Um, you know, we were in contact uh back and forth. We were working on a couple of different things. Uh finally when they got up and running, this publisher was called Double Take Comics. Uh, they were yeah. there and gone in like a year, year and a half, maybe. Um, but we did a line of books based on uh, Night of the Living Dead. So it was 10 books all taking place in 10 different locations around town during the night of the living dead. My book uh, was about a bunch of kids working the overnight shift at a grocery store during the night of the living dead. Okay. Um, I've previously growing up like as a teen and into like my early twenties, I had a lot of experience in retail. Um, so I brought a lot of that to the book. Um, we got five issues out of the deal and a trade. And then I was actually working on what was going to be the sequel and double take folded. So um, after that, I was kind of just doing anthology pieces here and there. And then uh, Pete and I actually linked up at our day job um, and then start, we worked on uh, like a, an anthology and then we decided to kind of go on our own and, and work on Bardic versus that's awesome man
2: um were were you were you always a comic person i mean or was it just 10 years ago the bug hit you and you decided this is what it was
1: so i think it was so yeah i've always been into comics even as a kid um i think what happened with me like how i got into writing comics is like i guess like at some point in your life you realize like oh this isn't just like the, you know, it isn't like a one-person team. Like the artist doesn't just do the writing and and all the other stuff. Like there's there's layers to it, right? For the most part, there are people that are like uh, cartoonists, like artist writers who who do both. But um, once they figured out that oh, I could just I could be a writer, I could write a script and and pass it off to an artist and and do that whole thing once I figured that out I think that's where it kind of opened up for me and then I really started to like latch on to writers that I really liked and I really liked their voices like a Brian K Vaughn or Jeff Mm -hmm. Johns you know the people that like when I read their stories I was like oh they they have like a really cool voice I I, you know I would love to to bring my voice to to something that I'm working on so I kind of just you know found people that have done it, um, before me and sort of like asked them for advice and, and things like that. And that's, that sort of led me to here, you know, like just creating, um, and, and putting stuff out in the world. I love it, man. That's so awesome.
2: Now, Pete, what about you, man? Were you always into comics or what, I mean, what, what, what brought you into the world of wanting to turn it into a Poorly paying career choice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, I was always into art as a kid uh, okay. from an early, early age. Uh, I was lucky enough uh, to have some really awesome grandparents. Uh, my grandparents in the early 90s decided that um, in the, at the beginning of their retirement that they were going to open up a hobby shop. And um, at the time, it was a lot of baseball cards, basketball cards, mm-hmm. that sort of thing but they had two glorious spitter racks. How uh, could you
2: not in the nineties? I mean, comics a, exactly. were coming out of everybody's orifices. So, I mean, right. Yeah. And,
0: and, and I used to um, spend uh, a good number of weekends over there, just being the labor, you know, as a, you know, 11, 12 year old kid, just mm. hulking stuff for them. And I fell into the comics right then and there, um, you know, and how could you not, right. We're right. talking uh, Jim Lee's, X Men. Um, hmm. We're talking uh, McFarlane Spider Man, Spawn. Yeah, Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. It was right at the cusp of image kind of taking off uh, and becoming a thing. So um, that really grasped uh, my attention, um, and I started to kind of tune my art away from you know more mundane stuff to trying to tell stories with it. Um, over the over the following years, um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time trying to hone that craft making my own characters, fantasizing about what it would be like to work for, you know, the big two or
1: two right, and a half, right.
0: I guess, at the time. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and um, what we ended up, uh, you know, uh, life sometimes doesn't doesn't work well with your dreams, right? So um, I had to take, uh, take a detour from that, uh, have a family, uh, went that route. And, you know, like you said, uh, being a comic artist or anybody in the industry really isn't, you know, uh doesn't really lend itself to leading a life of luxury <laughs> so no it's, uh, it's
2: definitely not you don't get into comics for money maybe fame but yeah. the most famous maybe. people
0: in comics are still pretty
2: broke yeah. like, i mean there, there, there there's a couple of exceptions but i mean we, we we have plenty of fingers to count them on that's for sure oh yeah, <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. it's it's <laughs> but that, that's that's why i got into this is because i enjoy it so much and i decided i wanted to put myself in a position to people that clearly love this so much they're willing to do this for nothing damn yeah. near and uh yeah. and I, I i think that fame should in some way shape or form and recognition fame's a, a weird word but i look when i see a creator even at comic-con what where they're supposed to be but if they're not at their table i'm like holy shit that's mark Books. You know, yeah. like it's the, 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 the meanwhile, you know, I, I mean, the actors are passing right by me. I'm like, I see you all the time, man. I never see right. these people like I, I mean, I no. can go to a theater six times this year and see your face. But when do right. I ever? It's, so, yeah, no, I, I, I really, really admire why a creator gets into this for the most part. So you pass right. the first test by acknowledging that there's no money. Um, <laughs> so, there's that.
0: so I have, um, my, my children are now, um, you know, coming out of high school. So yeah. it's, it seemed like a good time to kind of put some work in, uh, you know, as Matt mentioned, we met at our day jobs and it just kind of clicked. So um, what, what
2: uh, was the day job again? Like, I want to, I, I want to be in, in the room when, when, when this happens, like what, what makes you guys both realize that
1: you're into the same shit? Ooh, this is what? a tough one to answer.
0: <laughs> um, it is. So
1: I, I'll, I'll try to pull it de- put it delicately without uh, naming names or, or locations or anything that's identifying. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. But essentially, uh, I worked at our headquarters. Uh, I've since gone remote because of COVID, etc. cetera. Um, and at our headquarters, Pete used to. work there he works in our warehouse now um but at our headquarters i would see like art pieces that he did like there was like one of our coworkers had a batman on their desk and then i would see like another like piece i think i saw like a green lantern somewhere and i was like who you know i would i would ask people there i'm like who drew this like Mm -hmm. who is the who's the artist around here because i need to talk to them because um and they told me it was Pete. I think Pete and I first met at one of our Christmas parties and just got yep. to talking. Um, yep. And I was just like, "Hey, man! Like, I see your art. I've seen like your your Instagram profile. I see you're doing stuff. Like, would you want to do something? Like, you know, I'm working on an anthology right now. They could probably use a pinup or two. Like, would you want to do that? Um, and we—that's how we got hooked up. He did a pinup in this um, a pro wrestling anthology called Kayfabe uh, Volume Three. Did a great job. Um, and I think, I feel like, and I, I, Pete, I think I can speak for you here. I think when you saw that, when you got it in print, that's when you got bit by the bug. It's like oh, anything yeah. else. Like once you get that first <laughs> book in print, if it's a single issue, if it's whatever, like once you're holding something that you contributed to in your hands, um, that's the bug takes over and you just want to keep doing that. You want to keep chasing that feeling. And that feeling never goes away. Like how cool it is. You know, even I've been doing this now for again, 11 years and that feeling never goes away. Like just, and I've done one work for higher book and the rest have been like anthologies here and there. Um, But even still like small project, big project, like it's, it's, it's as awesome as it was the first time.
0: Yeah. That's, that's honestly spot on, man. I mean, I I saw it in print for the first time and it was like, wow, I could actually do this, you know, before it was just drawing on, on paper, or my tablet, keeping it for myself, sharing it on this site or that site, you know, for a handful of likes. And that was, that was my sense of pride, you know, uh, it still kind of is. And it's like seeing it published and realizing that some number of people that I've never met, probably will never meet all of them anyway, in, in my life. Have looked at that, and somebody at the very least—it was a very cheeky um, pinup. Somebody got a giggle out of that. Somebody looked at it and said, "That's really cool." Got a laugh out of it. They moved on to the book, but just that—the thought that that happened—that's what really kicked uh, kicked me into gear a little bit. Um, Did
2: Did did you immediately recognize it as reality, or did it? I mean, how long did it take for that feeling to settle in? Because some people, you know, I mean, I always look at great things like that happening. You know, some people, it'll never, like the whole, it'll never happen to me thing. Things like that only happen to famous people. Well, they're, they haven't been famous forever, you know? Like that, that, that right. first moment that, that that makes them famous uh, to, to, to give them that, that entitlement to be able to say so. I mean, at what point, and I'm not trying to say that, you know, you're... Uh, I'm putting you on any type of odd pedestal or anything like that. What, what I'm trying to say though is like when, when reality kicked in and you realized that I, mm-hmm. I, I can do this, I mean, what, what was, I guess, what was the next step? I mean, when, well, when did you realize that, okay, now, now what, where do I go from here? Was it immediately so, a next level thing or.
0: Well, so, so, so for me, you know, seeing the physical print of it was, you know, you get that sense of euphoria. You're like, wow, this is mm-hmm. a thing. And then, um, you know, I think Matt and I over the over the next couple of weeks, we started to just kind of spitball some ideas. Some of them a little random, I think, if I recall. But um, you know, we started to put different projects together. Um, you know, and ultimately, we landed on uh, something that's essentially a love story to both comics and you know, fantasy, specifically Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. um, and that was. I I think I think just the chatter between the two of us after that book came out um, is it kind of dragged out that sense of, um, you know, a feeling worthy or feeling like, you know, hey, I've made something Mm -hmm. that's just beyond what I keep to myself and, you know, draw in my spare time. Right. So it's uh, it, it really took that euphoric sense and just brought it out. And I, I, I'm not going to, it's going to sound corny, but there, there are times where I still feel it, no, you know, like awesome. where Matt, where Matt and I are spitballing some ideas. I'm reading his script. I'm drawing, you know, to it, an idea kicks in. We start, you know, workshopping back and forth, whether it's through, you know, a series of direct messages or over a phone call or whatever. It still comes in, man. It's it's not anything that has gone away. Sometimes in the height of it, right? Like when I'm in the zone, yeah, you know, it kind of gets parked. But it's uh, it's never it hasn't left yet. And that was a couple of years ago.
2: That's that's incredible, man. So so the the series then the, the this issue that I'm looking at here that we're getting ready to see on Kickstarter. This is a couple years mm-hmm. in the works.
1: Yeah, it was uh, about two, almost two, maybe awesome. a little less than yeah. two. Okay.
2: Yeah. I,
0: I think the art really started, um, page-wise about a year ago, um, a little right more on. than a year ago. Um, before that, it was a lot of ideas, you know, getting swapped around. Uh, so you, so so
2: yourself as the artist, I mean, you're, you're, you're in there developing the story with Matt tit for tat Then it sounds like.
0: That's a, that's a, that's a great point. So, um, I realize that I am a very lucky artist <laughs> in that I have a writer that I can truly collaborate with. And I don't know that everybody can say that, um, you know, right. so it is, it is, um, it is a very collaborative environment. That's awesome, you know? uh, Matt's got some fantastic ideas. I try to visualize them as best as I can. If I have an idea myself, uh, he's always, he's always got an ear open and we just kind of do what's best for the book.
1: That, that's awesome. I feel like, um, look, just to jump in here, I feel like you get your best work out of the people that you collaborate with when you uh-huh. let them do the things they want to do. Um, you know, I always ask Pete, like, hey, man, like, is there anything you want to draw? If there is, like, we'll work it in there. Um, and then there's there's points where, like, I'll hand him off a script and he'll say, hey, like, instead of doing this, can I do this, this, and this? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I trust you. Like, do whatever you need to do. I can write around that. So, um, we, like, like he said, you know, we have a real collaborative relationship and, uh, it's, I feel like it's definitely benefited the book because, you know, he'll think of some, he'll think of a better scene for something that I wrote, or I'll think of a funnier, like joke based on what he, what he drew. Like, it's just, um. Like he said, it's it's more collaborative than I think most, you know, most most comics like any like if you're working for a publisher, like on, on a work for hire book, you're just handing in you're writing a script, you're handing it in to an editor like they'll do edits here and there. But after right. that, like you don't see that script again until it's until it's finished. Right. So you don't get that collaboration. Um, and it's it's really special, I think, you know. Uh, funnily enough, if you saw like one of my scripts that I sent Pete, like I keep them really loose where when I was working um, on dedication, my scripts were not loose. They were super tight, um, you know, very descriptive because I didn't know who I was working with. I know Pete's strengths. I know um, what he's going to do with with the script. So I just keep it like, hey, like, you know, this is what we need to happen on this page. Like, you know, basically go nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Gotcha, man. I love it. And I've, I've always,
2: I, I always enjoy books more too, knowing that it really is a collaborative effort. You know, and it's, I, I don't know, I just, I mean, it, it's cliche to say, you know, two minds are better than one. But I mean, cliches are cliche for a reason. So, right. Yeah, I, right. I, I, I enjoy that. Um, so you guys land on fantasy um uh like a a a very very uh i mean like you said D &D esque type of type of story here um uh what 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 makes you uh, well you know i I, well yeah i i I guess i do kind of want to know what what uh what what made you land on this in particular because there's a million different you know genres you guys can run with i mean you said you did a wrestling thing you don't i mean i don't see wrestling going directly into uh a bard's tale you know <laughs> it's uh a, a, so i mean how do how do we get here
1: you want to uh, take that matt yeah i guess i'll take this one um yeah, so you take that one. i think that <laughs> i'm the word guy as pete calls me um, <laughs> yeah. so i think you know we both have a mutual love of fantasy pete knows a little bit more about D than i do but i think what happened was and pete you correct me if i'm wrong here um so it was right around the time where the witcher came out um the witcher show with henry cavill um and that the bard character whose name like escapes me at this moment but um we were kind of like oh i want to, like I, they should make a show just about this character like he's clearly super interesting he's funny like that's a that's a great um character to utilize and then I think we just we just went off on like a tangent about bards and, and how they're like storytellers. Right. And um, basically what we wanted to do was a book about a bard telling stories. Um, they're all eventually, spoiler going to be like they all connect in some way, but mm-hmm. they're different stories in different art styles about his different adventures that he goes on. Um, so it's kind of, it's sort of like an anthology, but they, it, there is a through line. There is a, there is a. Uh, if you're looking at a map, there is like a point A to point B, um, sort of storyline going on in the middle of the stories. But all the stories are drawn by Pete in different art styles based on um, the uh, the titles and the subject matter. So, for example, um, in uh, one of our stories, it's called. Uh, a maiden to smite for and it's sort of a riff on a dame to kill for by um, Frank Miller so it's drawn in a very Frank Miller style The there's a lot of captions um, like a lot of inner monologue like a Frank Miller book would have um, and then it goes on from there with the rest mm-hmm. of the story. Gotcha
2: I like it and you said there's going to be uh, five stories uh, or, or I think there's five or six um... I think there's six six okay i don't know where i pulled yeah, that number from um all right gotcha i dig
1: it um and this- p-, p and i are both counting while you're not while you're <laughs> like we're just like one two.
0: so there's there's so there's there's five plus the main the main aspect so like it starts uh uh the book the book goes back and forth from my style to other styles right so it's it starts off in what i'll call my style uh and then as he starts to play a song it transfers over to think like a chapter uh, in a book that's done uh, in a completely different art style. Um, and as it comes back from that art style and the song concludes or the chapter ends, it goes right back into my style again. Uh,
1: yeah, so good. it kind of,
0: it segues in and out. And um, you know, that, that allowed us to not just kind of play off of uh, you know, a f- making it a fantasy book, but also, you know really kind of pay homage to you know um comic book you know artists writers situations mm-hmm. legends stories etc before us so it's it's very much a love letter uh to fantasy because that's what it's about uh but it's also a love letter to comics in general
2: that, that's going to be something people truly appreciate it's something that i uh i i got a I got a feel for pretty quickly into this you know as soon as it kind of transferred over like i was like okay I, I see what's going on here i think i see what's going on here luckily i have the privilege to ask what's going on here and it sounds <laughs> yeah. like uh <a>, um <laughs> sounds like i'm 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 pretty spot on man i like that and especially being a, a comic book lover on the the, at the caliber that i am i mean this is a yeah no this is this is very enjoyable for sure to 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 see that that little homage to the things that we love so much and all completely in its own thing because frank miller's not doing stories about bards like no. that's nah. no. <laughs> <It's> not happening <laughs> um but uh so i mean is this this you say this other style are you also doing this other style pete yes yeah this is uh, all every, you as well man because i i was wondering I, I was like where's i mean
0: is there another artist on here who's there to cry but i mean nah. you no know,
2: wow man
0: (laughs) thanks we kind of we kind of approach it like you know there's a lot of fantastic anthologies out there with a lot of different artists and writers collaborating on on one theme or genre to make something and you know that's inspiring you know we're um you know uh involved in an indie comic community and you know i kind of wanted to pay pay homage to that also right like Everybody's working on different anthologies to get themselves out there to work you know And to me it was like kind of kind of paying respect to that, mm-hmm. but doing it just ourselves. you know it yeah. was that sounds kind of weird to say out loud, but wow. it's like you know that's that was kind of how I looked at it every time was uh, trying to channel a different artist or a different you know thing, whether it be um, you know Bill Waterson, <laughs> oh or, shit! yeah yeah that's that's one of my favorites um or uh you know some others like uh we've got some Rob Liefeld like art in there uh there's there's some stuff <laughs> there's some stuff right? but it's oh, um
2: I, I dig it. I, I think that's wise because it's it's definitely a a tool to keep your reader wanting more and I think yeah. that's, I mean, that's that's really what she, even even if a book is finalized at the end, okay, they set out we're going to do fifty issues, and at the fiftieth fiftieth issue, it's over. At the end, you still want them like maybe we could get a, a new series or something at the end. So I mean, it's right. That's wise. That's very wise right. to start out. And this is this is your breakout issue, right, Pete? Like this is, I mean, yeah, yeah this is the the, the yeah. first big thing other than the, uh, the, the pinup that everybody's going to see, right?
0: Yeah, that's it, man. Uh, that's the only thing I've ever had published.
2: So we're going swinging dude. Yeah. Going from like zero it. to a hundred. <laughs> I guess. Jeez. I dig it, man. I, I, I like that a lot. Um, it's, uh, it's... ambition, ambition goes a long way in this industry. Trust me. Um, because that's everybody's claiming that everything's old and, underutilized and all of that stuff but when you when, when you do right. when you you show this type of ambition and honest just respect for the industry right off the bat like i the the yellow man are you kidding me like it's it's <laughs> uh it, oh, it's just hitting me jesus i'm so stupid <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry I, i'm I not like looking off into space <laughs> as i talk to you i have this pulled up in front of me and um I, I, i'm mm, yeah man this is I dig it, respect for sure. That really oh, nice. quick.
1: That I just want to do a quick aside. That's like our one of our favorite characters in the book yep. is the, oh. is the little yellow guy's name's Gary. Um, he's hilarious. Oh I mean, yeah. man,
2: Gary's my favorite now.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is this is amazing. Um, and
2: I I, I want to say too, you know, I mean, I, I've dabbled in D and D. I wouldn't say I'm an enthusiast, but I've got friends that have brought me along and. I had to learn the hard way that if you want to play the bard character, you have to be the most entertaining person at the, the, the damn table. Yes. Um, yes, you do. So, I mean, the, the, if you were to do a and d story, sure, you could do a, a necromancer and you do something so many ways, like every other facet of D&D is just so like low hanging fruit, but you guys really climbed high. Uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to, I mean, to play with the bard.
0: Yeah, that, yeah
2: that's a tough one that, that, that's a tough one for sure so i mean I, 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 p you said you were more of the D guy i mean what do, I, yeah. do you have experience as a bard or i i do actually yeah uh,
0: yeah i i played dungeons and dragons uh almost religiously every weekend from gosh uh i'd say 96 to 2010
2: yeah. and
0: uh, and then after that it trickled off and you know it was became more of like a like a quarterly thing. Uh, but yeah, I've played a bunch of different characters. It's easy to pick the cool class, right sure. You could always you could always pick that Elven Ranger because their stats are awesome. You could always pick the Necromancer because their spells, that's the metal stuff right there right but to pl- but to play a bard and to have to sit at a table with people i got a with...
2: little guitar like that's i mean yeah,
0: <laughs> that's it and you have to you have to really kind of like put your voice into just sitting at a table and playing like you you have to make your character interesting uh otherwise uh you're you're, you're outstatted and you're outclassed in almost every other way so
2: and you're definitely smushed real easy too oh yeah um... exactly <laughs> no i mean i i think i think that speaks once again uh the, the, so much for both of your guys' ambition um in, in this industry and I, I know matt you've been doing this for 10 years but even then to, to to not take the easy way out like that's it's it's respected and people are definitely going to notice that too especially D fans and yeah i mean let's face it if, if you read comics and you're you're back in comic book kickstarters you've probably played D&D at least once.
1: At oh, least yeah. Once.
2: So, I mean, you're going to have that respect. I don't know. I like what you guys are doing here. You got, a, you got some good tools working for a very successful campaign. That's for sure. Um, let's talk about the campaign a little bit. Uh, I know that as we speak, it's not launched yet. Um, but uh, wh- 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 when can we
1: expect the launch on this? So I think we're looking at... Um... September 8th. That's the first Wednesday in Wait. September. Obviously, we want to launch on a Wednesday because it's new comic book day. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it's going to run until the end of New York Comic Con, which is the 11th of October um give us a little bit of a buffer um hopefully you know new york comic-con is still happening at the time because pete and i are planning to go there and do a little like um street team for our nice. own kickstarter <laughs> and okay handing I was out gonna promo say that's, that's stuff
2: a, that could be a dangerous move but if you guys are there on the streets then that's that's yeah. brilliant like that's that's yeah. incredibly smart so oh man um, what a move
1: yeah, so uh, when it goes live, it'll be – we have our own URL, t-b-v, tbvkickstarter.com. Um, and, yeah, I mean, hopefully uh, – I, I have a lot of confidence in this because I feel like there's nothing out there right now like it. Um, I think, again, to Pete's point, like it's it's a love letter to, to D&D. It's a love letter to comics. Um, and really at the heart of it, it's really about – you know it's about this bard who's – nothing special he comes from a special family um and he's trying to to strike out on his own you know um kind of escape the shadow of his family legacy he comes from a long line of like famous warriors and he's not that um so you know it's just about this guy just trying to 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 make it through um his you know these adventures with just being being a bard you know again he's nobody special um but along the way you know he kind of finds out some some things and and that takes him in a different direction um but you know again i think it it just speaks to people that you know maybe feel like uh you know, maybe feel pressure from their family that, you know, they, they want to kind of do their own thing. They don't want to, you know, take over the family business or whatever the case may be. They want to do their own thing. That's, you know, what I always strive to do. Like I, I, I never wanted to be, you know, I, I always wanted to be a comic book writer and I'm doing it. So like, I feel like this is sort of that like inspiring tale that we can pass on to people be like, Hey, like, you know, do your own thing, mm-hmm. be your own person. That's what this whole book is about.
2: Yeah, man. Yeah. I like that. Not living in other people's shadows. and it would have
1: been
0: i think it would have been easy for us to just kind of you know produce something that was um from a story perspective a generic fantasy story about a bard and um you know as we as we progressed through it um actually and, and it started quick right but like as it um as it moved along like it became pretty apparent like there's there's some deep emotion uh, throughout the book, there's some there's some spots, there's there's sorrow, there's loss, there's love, there's happiness, there's slapstick, there's, you know, serious moments. And it's um, and it all happens you know, very quickly, but seamlessly, uh, which, you know, I think is, is, um, you know, a, a true testament to what Matt's done with the story um, as far as like crafting, you know, uh, the flow of it all. It's it, it's really amazing. You know, I'm a, I guess I'm one of those stereotypical dudes who like holds his feelings in and whatnot, but there's there was one there was one page. Um I remember reading the script for it and I was like, Oh, that's kind of that's that could be powerful. And then I remember as I was drawing it, um, I'm you know, I'm kind of like formulating how I'm gonna color it and just I felt like my eye started to well up. And I was like, mm-hmm. what is this feeling? And I remember sending it over to Matt, like, you know, a day or two later when it was done and he's like, uh, what do you write? He wrote something like, uh, uh, my eyes are legit are legit, like tearing up, you know? So it's like, there's, there's definitely some emotion in there.
2: Definitely. That's awesome to hear. It's, it's good to know that you guys are actually real feel you, you guys aren't just going through the motions. You guys aren't just trying to like get this out there so that people know who you are real quick. You guys have been working on this for two years. I mean clearly mm-hmm. there's no rushing this. So uh, I don't see any rushing in this. This looks like a a finished product to me. Um I'm not going to lie at the point where it changes scenes for a second and it goes uh black and white I was like, "Oh, it's not done yet." And then I realized, "Oh, no, this is very done." <laughs> 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 um he wouldn't just color, color the yellow parts and send it to me, you know. <laughs> Oh man, honestly, I'm I'm, I'm really impressed. Uh, you know, because there are so many fantasy tales out there, guys. I mean, and I don't mean to offend anybody that may fall into this category that's listening, but my email is overloaded with, "Hey, I'm doing this fantasy book." Um yeah. So, uh, but but this, I mean, I I took a look at, and I mean, honestly, it was the bard thing. Uh, immediately, I was like, "Okay, this is not. I mean, they they they're reaching on this one. Like this, they're not. Like I said, it's not the low hanging fruit. This is the hardest right. character to play with. And ironically enough, it's one of the most versatile. But still, it's got to be done right. You know, right. I mean, it, uh, like I said, it's got to be the, the the player of the bard has to be the most entertaining, charismatic, charming person at the goddamn table." yeah totally a lot of weight on this character and i have a feeling that well i already know you, you guys are going to actually give this the the bard is due let him know he's not just another squishy character in the game you know you <laughs> yeah, have I mean, to roll
1: I, 20s every time to make him work <laughs> yeah <laughs> no and, and again like he so you know to your point like he uh he is you know he, he he's an interesting character um he goes through a lot of interesting things um but I think, you know, uh, again, at the end of the day, like he's not these these overpowered characters like the, the the barbarians and the warriors and stuff like that. Like he's just a guy like he's just a dude trying to, to, to make his way through trying to to get collect stories and tell stories and and do all these things. He just happens to get caught in the middle of these um wacky adventures and and you know we kind of see all of them through his eyes and and we watch him grow um you know he starts the story as just a guy that no one no one can get his name right everyone just calls him bard like they look down on him like he's less than because he's not some adventurer he's just a bard um but then i think i feel like we sort of follow him to you know as he grows through the story and things happen to him and he sort of becomes something else towards the end um I think you know again anybody can relate to that you know just being yeah. you know to going on that that life journey again like trying to to strike out on your own when your family is telling you that you shouldn't you know
2: mm-hmm. yeah man no i i think you guys you guys nailed it um i uh i really do think this is going to do great uh, all, all all on its own i could see i mean after you guys are, are, do you plan on um continuing through Kickstarter throughout the entire uh, duration of this, the series, or I mean, did you plan on maybe like putting out the first issue and shopping around the others? Or? So
1: uh, great question. Um, it's not an issue. It's a trade. Oh, wow. Uh, it's going to be, uh, I think there's what, 80 pages of art. Um, oh shit. So yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a, without saying too much, it's a complete story. Um, you know, we do leave it open maybe perhaps for, for another uh volume, but yeah, that this is gonna be eighty pages of of book when it's all said and done. That's good to know. Yeah. That's good to know because yeah. people don't want to wait for five Kickstarters, you know. No.
2: I mean no sometimes way. it works, but uh, a lot of time, you know, in order to pull that off, you have to be like Brian Polito or someone <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, I, I like that coming out with a trade right off the bat. Let people know that look, I can complete something. You know, so yep. I'm not just gonna put out the first issue and leave you guys hanging. I like that, man. This is, yeah, oh, this is awesome. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, is it something that maybe you want to shop around to other publishers once it gets out there? Uh,
1: so yeah, that is sort of the idea. Um, you know, we want to obviously use Kickstarter as a means to finish. We have to pay for the lettering and we have to pay for the print run. Mm-hmm. Um but then once all that's said and done and the book is out, it's printed. Um yeah, I mean we'll we'll shop it around for sure. You know, again, you know, obviously the, the goal for any publisher, I mean any uh creator is to get into previews to make shop make it that much easier for shops to order your book. Um and that's sort of what we're we're looking at. Like we you know of course we run a Join forces with a publisher that has marketing and, and all that stuff that that's able to put the book in stores. Um, but it's again, in this day and age, with in the advent of Kickstarters and people self-publishing, that's not the end all be all it's, you know, sure. It would be great for us to do that, but if it doesn't pan out, like we still have the book, we still own the book. Um, and we can do whatever we want with it, but yeah, I would love to 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 join up with a publisher and have them be able to do that. But it's I'm not we're not banking on it, which is why we're going to Kickstarter first, so we can fund the print run, get the book completed, and then, you know, decide where to go from there.
2: It's the beautiful thing about Kickstarter, man, is, is you don't have to even bother being told no anymore. You could just say, "Screw it, I'm gonna do this first, and then we'll say, "Okay, look, look what I did." you want it right someone else is gonna i mean that's kickstarter it's changed the world of comics in the last year and a half man for the best in so many ways because a lot oftentimes people don't take no well i'm not saying this would have been a no by any means i'm just saying for i mean people don't take no well and that could be okay well i'm not gonna do this anymore and boom that 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 amazing thing that could have but you know, bank thirty grand on Kickstarter or whatever, it was never a thing yep. because some dude that you've never even seen before was like, no, nah, no nah, nah, this isn't what we as a company are going for right now. and Yeah, yeah no, I mean Kickstarter's changed that, and uh, man, and it, it, it makes it possible for so many things like this now. Just, I mean, this is this is your resume. Your kick. I mean, you do a Kickstarter, you just started a resume. You know, right. I mean, ah, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing and i think this is a strong strong thing to have to start on your resume pete man this is a uh, here awesome. oh man and to add to yours as well matt this is a. Uh, I always say you're only as good as your last settle up and this is a. Uh, oh man you guys are gonna have some serious steam behind you once people get their eyes on this i i, I really i like it the bard man oh. the fucking bard <laughs> who would have thought jesus <laughs> christ <laughs> oh. oh man i love what i'm looking at and i pete i'm not lying dude this this uh the, the frank miller i think he'd shake your hand if you saw this is that this is you, oh. you did damn well very very yeah. good like it i mean all around um whoever your letter is too is
1: brilliant man oh it's uh matt kratzer matt kratzer i'm uh, like yeah he's done some stuff for image uh he- He's done some, some stuff for Black Mask. He's been kind of uh, all over the place. But well, those yeah, professionalism might... shows, that's for damn yeah. sure.
2: Nailed it. Nailed it, because, man, God, I've seen it so many times, a, a great series, and there's nothing wrong with it, but the lettering is just wrong. And it really yeah. can't kill it, but that's not the... I just, letter, letterers don't get credit, so I had to make sure somebody got some goddamn <laughs> yeah, credit on no, this. Yeah, no, totally, totally <laughs> Because it really not. is done in, like, a Frank Miller-esque type of way, too, with the captions and everything. It's, Yep. oh, man, I love it, guys. The bardic verse, or the verses, right? Verses, yep, I would yes. imagine. There's more, yep, yep. more than one. <laughs> oh, man, I, I dig it. Um, The Kickstarter, I mean, you guys going to have other covers commissioned and stuff, or...?
1: So we have some pinups, um, okay. that we're going to be commissioning from some artists. Um, I don't want to nice. give that out yet. Cause we're not, no one's locked in just yet. Understood. Um, but no, it'll be one cover most likely. I think, um, okay. we're sort of debating, um, what uh if it's gonna be uh it'll probably start out as soft cover and then depending on how good the campaign goes we might upgrade it to a hard cover which would be awesome that's right um, you guys
2: aren't doing a floppy it's a lot harder to do multiple covers for 80 page prints so yeah no, that makes a lot of sense yeah. um yeah, but, but no but, but it's oh I, I i keep forgetting a big thick book of this man this is gonna be awesome <laughs> like this isn't uh oh. Incredible. Um, so, uh, do you have other uh, any any other interesting goodies planned with the Kickstarter, or maybe you know, I mean, some stuff that you're working on that you can't necessarily divulge yet? Or, well, we're
0: kind of we're kind of finalizing a lot of that right now um, as we speak. Um, but I think Matt and I both both agreed, um, you know, uh, earlier uh, when we first started, you know, really talking about what the Kickstarter campaign will look like, was um, we want to invest back in the book. Um, I, I think there's like a lot that. of, a, a lot of campaigns out there. Um, uh, not that this is a bad thing by any means, but like, you know, the stretch goals are, you know, they throw you a pin, they throw you a shirt, they throw you mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a something Stick and up. you know, yeah, we want exactly. We want our, we want our stretch goals to kind of reflect back on the book quality to make the presentation, the experience of what we put together better. Um, you know, that this is our pride. So we want people to take pride in owning it i so. like it i
2: like it all right i think i see what you might be going with here but i'm not going to put any words in anybody's mouths and put any false ideas in any listeners heads but i like that I, the, 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 the sky's still the limit with that the, the, that's wise that's actually yeah. i think it's the first time i've heard that in a campaign and honestly if as somebody that backs a lot of campaigns I've got too many fucking stickers, man. Like, I don't know what to do with the stickers. Like, I love, sure. I mean, I I don't, I'm not 17 anymore. I don't put stickers on my headboard. Like, I don't know what to do with the fuck. I mean, (laughs) sure, keep sending me your stickers. I'm not going to say no to the stickers, but let's, let's, let's. Do something with the book because that's what I'm really backing here, right?
0: Yeah, and exactly. if,
2: I mean, you, you could do 50 times your original goal, and we get leather bound copies instead. There, just throwing them, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
2: then yeah, that's what I would rather have than a goddamn enamel pin or whatever. Yep. And I'm not putting anybody down that does that stuff because it works, it clearly works. Yeah. but i mean i mean we all have i mean i want the book damn it i want the book so i, I like where your guys's minds are uh, once again so much respect for what uh it's so unbelievable this is awesome um man I, is there anything else that you guys want to say about the book that i i mean you want to make sure the listeners know before i let you go
1: um, I mean, again, tbvkickstarter.com. Our, our website is uh, bardicversus.com, right? It's no the, right? It's just Bardic Versus. Um, yeah. I'm on Twitter at MatmanBegins. Um, Pete is Illustrux. No, Pete Illustrux, right? At Pete Illustrux. Yep. Um, yep. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, check out the website. Again, keep an eye on TBV Kickstarter. When the Kickstarter goes live, that'll be your first place to go um, to get right to the campaign. That's awesome, man. Well, Matt, know that
2: uh, after 10 years, my eyes are officially on you, man. I mean, my, the, 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 you're on my radar. Now, dude. <laughs> you're on my radar just the respect of the bar in this i keep I, I, listen I,
1: keep your eye on pete too man like well that's speak. that's what i'm
2: getting to brother pete, you <laughs> you sir is a rookie coming out in your first fight man um i'm, I'm calling i'm calling tko on this dude like do you, do you, wow. you're, you're showing some some really 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 promising potential in school right off the bat I this can't, a, uh, I gotta be uh, honest,
1: uh, Brian, like, I can't speak highly, uh, like more highly than enough about Pete. Like he, he really crushed his book. Um, I mean, his, every, every other, every, every verse got, like, I would say, this is your best work yet. And then the next one come out, I'd be like this is your best work yet. Like it, he yeah. just kept leveling up, leveling up, leveling up. And we're even going back and, um, Doing some of the first couple pages that we did you know a year and a half ago we're doing those he's doing those over and that that's even leveled up um from that time yeah. like he's he's just he's awesome he's he's an incredible talent like I think he's gonna do big things um from here on out. I'm glad like i'm my whole goal here to be real- to be really honest is like we only live once right and and we owe it to ourselves like as as creators, as fans um, to, to, to try this, to do it, like pursue the things that you love because we only get one shot to do it. Um, We might as well, like life is super short. Um, We might as well just do these things that we love because why not? No one's telling us not to. Um, And if they are like, who cares? Like do it because you want to do it because you love it.
2: Yeah. And more than you know, like, oh, uh, yeah. I, I want to add to that. Is like, don't let fear, <laughs> fear hold you back. Cause fear, uh, fear, fear, yeah. fear, everything's scary, but I mean, fear is just a, it's such a, uh, once you get past that, man, and then you do break through that and you experience everything that you just said, man, it's, it's, it's overwhelmingly uh, uh, euphoric. It's incredible. Yeah, no,
0: totally. Totally. Oh,
2: man. Guys, I've—I I've, believe I've taken enough of your time. I said thirty minutes. We're almost <laughs> at an hour here now. So I hope I—I'm not interrupting any. Creative oh, man, or, No, dude, uh, It's all good. Awesome, totally cool, guys. Um, Totally cool. Yeah, I have a feeling we're gonna be in touch. I—this I, is not the—the the last you'll hear of myself, guys. This is uh this is this really has been a pleasure. Um, I—I'm not going to. I went into this skeptical thing in a fantasy book. And then I came out a believer, a real believer. Awesome. Um, there's just awesome. so many things in here that just speak volumes to, yeah. <laughs> Which we've all touched on now. Um, so, <laughs> guys, uh, don't don't stop creating. I'm I'm loving what you guys are doing. Um, stay safe, man. We'll 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 talk
0: soon. Thanks, man. Absolutely, dude.
2: Thanks, Thanks for having us. Friends. Oh, anytime. Yeah. Man. Have Take a good care. one. Yes, sir.
0: I am Layton. and I am Christy and this is cheers to parenting
2: a couple's guide to parenthood on this bi-monthly podcast we'll pull a topic from our parenting tip jar and then discuss
0: using parenting skills we've learned over the years of parenting our three children
2: which combined gives us 60 plus years experience with the good bad and ugly of parenthood
0: perfect kids nope expert parenting
2: absolutely not but it's worked for us Give us a listen at anchor.fm slash cheers to parenting pod. Advice from birth
0: until you get them off your payroll.
2: Well, there you have it, people. Episode 341 in the books. A couple more creators. Consider them cornered. Bardic verses, huh? Bards, people. I'm telling you, that's that's really the the selling point for me. And like I said, I, I talked about this. You heard me talk about this in the uh, in the interview, but I mean, that's it pulled me in. It really did. Something that you know, it, it seems like a genre that I'm would be tired of, but uh, it just speaks volumes for what these creators are willing to put themselves through. Because it's a it's a tough premise here, people. So, um, hey, uh, yeah, re- remember, remember, it'll be on Kickstarter here soon, and you know I'll be shouting all that out. So follow the social medias, you know, at Cheers to Comics, and then I think it's the Cheers to Comics podcast on Instagram, and then uh, you know join the Facebook groups as well. So, um, there you go. Uh, as always, you know, remember to check out uh, Inked Marketing Solutions if you're a uh, indie creator seeking out uh Kickstarter Indiegogo type of solutions. You know you're new. Or maybe you're not even new. Uh that's the cool thing, is um Kickstarter or er, uh inked marketing, they work with seasoned creators as well. It's not just like a oh it's only for brand new creators looking to make their first comic. No. Nope. Inked works with all calibers of creators, so know that. And you know, you got big caliber creators going to inked marketing then I don't know it says something. It says some. right so remember check out ink marketing if you're looking to uh get your uh the the kickstarter or indiegogo crowdfunded and of course uh remember check out 307 nerds forever.com That's the number four also the number 307 as well uh 307 nerds forever.com and uh like i said just be prepared to be impressed with the uh level of customer service that you're fixing to receive so, uh, yeah, and if you're in Newcastle, Wyoming, or heading through Newcastle, Wyoming, if you're in Newcastle, Wyoming, then you probably already know about 307 Nerds, or Nerds Forever. Doc- uh, Jesus Christ, Nerds Forever. <laughs> I'm all over the place right now. Nerds Forever. Nerds Forever. Uh, but, but if you're not in Newcastle and you just so happen to be passing through, or you're looking to create a little road trip revolving around comic book shops, then highly recommended, so... There you go. Alright, people. Remember, uh I command you stay safe re-responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. <laughs> Brian Wayne here, co-curator of the Apotalypse. And I know that sounds gnarly. That's because it is gnarly, man. The Apotalypse. What is the Apotalypse? The Apotalypse is a culmination of the gnarliest podcast, independent podcast the internet has to offer. So instead of trying to go to Twitter the next time you uh, need a new podcast to listen to and try to get Twitter famous, podcast recommendations, please. Just think the apocalypse, man. And it's ironic because the apocalypse is only the beginning. It's only the beginning. Just go to podchaser.com. It's, it's in the top list. The top list in the whole world. So whether you're looking for true crime, sports, uh, role-playing, uh, well, I don't know, anything. Anything. Think of a podcast. It's on the Apocalypse. It's like the Apocalypse with a D. Hmm. And do not forget to follow the Apocalypse on Twitter as well. Once again, that is The Apocalypse. If you're looking for a podcast recommendation, The Apocalypse is sure to have something for you. Good morning, Brian Wayne here to tell you about my new podcast, The Real Brains. The Real Brains podcast is a show coming out daily, dedicated to the everyday struggle of just the average human being, from troubles with rage to. Uh, anecdotes about uh, very strange human interactions this podcast really is just a uh, somebody that's all too familiar with the struggle i'm here to let you know that you are not alone so come laugh at uh, our pain together every single weekday every place you can catch a podcast check out the real brains with brian wayne and remember stay sane